You heard that safe drivers get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw an ad for a vintage baseball cap, and now you find yourself checking the stats of that team's second baseman in 97, wondering why his stolen base total dropped after his rookie season. Wonder how much his rookie card is worth. Yes, they said it was easy to save money with Snapshot from Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Don't you feel it? Perfect. Perfect. Right at the end of the day, I see things coming my way. It's not pretty. It's not good. It's nothing like you thought it was. The boogeyman is here. So now, you got to prepare. Win or lose, it's all up to you. So what you gonna do, what you gonna do? The world is not like it was before. It used to be so much more. But the aliens are back. To throw us all off track. What, you didn't think you had enemies? There's no such thing as friend of me. It's changed for the worse. And you are under the curse. Your ancestors left it for you. So now what you gonna do? You feel it all around you. Your ancestors got a hold of you. No more sneaking, telling lies. Because you realize. There's something happening here. Producing fake fear. Oh, I'm scared. But don't shed no tears. Just get your shit in gear. Truth is coming down to you. Then you gotta make your own truth. Know your right mind. Your future is the time. Don't become their food. Eat you. All they wanna do is snap you. Demonic spirit came down. And 9-11, they came to town. So be ready, so be sure. Survival time is on the menu. Empower yourself, prepare yourself, do yourself, be yourself. Then if that means come hard with the knowledge, then go hard, go hard. Can you feel it? And welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D, and we have Sister Santa Asset with us today, and she is the author of The Chemistry File, and she is reading from her novel um, In the Realm of the Gods. Uh, Sister Santa Asset, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine, Sister Deb. How are you? Yes. Good. Can you hear me? Okay. You kind of low. Great. Wait a minute. Let me see. Can I turn my phone up? Oh okay. So uh, for the people that don't know who Sister Seta Aset is, can you kind of give them some info? Okay. Well, um, 
Of course, my name is Sister Seta. Well, my name is Seta Aspet. And it is spelled like it says. It's S A E T S. I'm sorry, S E A. I am unprepared today. I just come back from <laughs> taking my dogs to the park, and we just got in, and I'm just running around here scrounging, trying to get everything together. Seta, S E T A. Okay. S A E T. It's kind of. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I know how it is when you, uh, it, it takes you a minute to kind of get things balanced, focus in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and we just come in, and so I'm I'm fiddling around here. So, SETA, S-E-T-A, my last name is A-S-E-T. It is the same name, it's just backwards. Okay, and, okay, right. Um, and I am the author of the Chemistry Trilogies. I call them the Chemistry Trilogies because it started out as one whole book. And then it was so much going on in them that I had to divide them up because I know that a, a book that huge, over 700 and some odd pages, I don't think a lot of my people would be reading it. So I had to break them down in threes in the beginning. Uh, Bright Light was the first one. Um, Gathering of the Vanguard the war that was one whole book at one time and then i added on with 9x which is the fourth book and in the realm of the gods which we're on now is the last book and i am working on chemistry area 51 dedicated to dr delbert blair i'm halfway through that hopefully i'll have it by the end of the year uh mm -hmm. you can get all these novels at amazon barnes and noble books a million and they're dealing with the aftermath of the matrix. So whatever we went through and uh, and we're still waking up with the matrix, then uh, you can come in and deal with the chemistry because the chemistry is the past, present, and it's my look toward the future. And I also want to say this. Uh, it is for entertainment purposes only. Um, there, you know, there is fact and then there is nonfiction. And it's, it's woven together, especially the future. Now, that's fiction. That is my take on what the future may bring us, which we're sort of living in now. Some of my novels have got some of this future down pat, which we will call history tomorrow. So um, that's, that's, uh, that's who I am, and that's what I'm dealing with. I'm trying to... If I'm trying to get a movie made, I'd rather for the people to see this visually because if they could see it visually instead of me just talking about it, you know, that would be paramount to, you know, what we do every day is just talk, talk, talk. You know, either we make a move or either we make a movie. Oh, that sounds good. Either we make a movie, either we make a movie, <laughs> or we do, <laughs> we do something about this instead of just talking because uh, that's kind of getting mundane, and and we know what's happening today. We know what's going on, and uh, and but we talk about it all the time. And I I'd like to start doing something about it. So if I had this in a movie, and I'm working on that now, uh, and I probably have to reach out to some people that I really didn't want to, and I know that they're just trying to make a book, but I'm trying to get information out there to our people. You know, I'm not into it to make money you know i really would like for our people to see this because there are some things that's going on now that our people still just won't take 
you know, heed. You know, it's like, oh, oh well, whatever, whatever. You know, and I know uh, brother man uh, Nick Cannon got into some scrutiny about what he said, but he he was trying to tell, he was trying to tell, the, but he should have had facts sitting out there. I would rather for him to put facts out there instead of just sitting down talking with Professor Griff about it because, and then he had to had to apologize. That, that kind of doesn't give him too much credibility, especially I imagine with our our older and our older um, professors and and uh, the people that has done the work. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. his credibility is not good with them, but by by him who he is. He's reaching a lot of the young people. And see, people like him at his age can reach out to the young people. He's very, he would be very valuable to them if he, if he makes, to make sure that he puts out the right information to them. You know what I mean? Instead of just looking at it as entertainment, you know, for the young people. If, if he could really come out and have a voice and be true to everything that he's trying to do toward the young people, he would have a, a big following. But, you know, I understand that the proverbial they do not want him to do that. That's why they brought him in to apologize, not even, what, 24 hours before he was saying that he was sorry. So I don't know. There's a lot of young people that's paying attention. So I don't know. I wonder if they're paying attention to him after what he said with Professor Griffin to turn around and apologize. I'm pretty sure the young people have their opinion. What do you think, Bill? Mm-hmm. Well, I look at Nick. Nick is, he, he's like, he's learning. So, he, and, and he do know some of the knowledge. And so, uh, you know, this is what happened when you you getting into the knowledge. He's really learning. A lot of the young people is on it because I'm looking at people like, you know, they had polite, polite, whatever. He was very knowledgeable. He was waking up a lot. He still is. You got, but the, uh, you got mm-hmm. uh, young Farrell. Young Farrell is really waking up people. And, I mean, he waking up the, the people in the hood, the gangs and the, you know, because that's where he came from. So I'm seeing the young people. Uh, I'm looking at the young people in my family that used to run from me when I used to talk this talk, and now they're coming to me, <laughs> you know, and they asking me questions. They used to see me. They used to run from me so fast. But uh, now I can't get rid of them. They're constantly asking me questions. And that's, so that's letting me know that the young people is on it. And the young people... They, they, uh, spirit and insight is whoa, they, they at a whole different level, and that's why that they are trying to shut them down and all of that. But it, I mean, it's they can't do it, you know. So, I just look at, at uh, Cannon, he's learning, he's, he's just you know, really getting into it, and he just didn't, he, he got a he couldn't stand strong because he really don't have all of the details. So maybe now he'll go and just really right. do his homework, do more research. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then he won't and then feel maybe, and, and, so and, quick and, to back down. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Right, right. 
And uh, to my knowledge, he's only really asking for one thing, and that's his show that he created, but he gave that uh, Viacom the rights to it. So that's the only thing he's trying to get back. And maybe if he could take his um, his show somewhere else, someone else or pick it up, you know, to acknowledge him as being the rightful owner, and he may be able to have some type of rendition to the one that uh, he created um, and call it something else, and they really can't say that he sold intellectual property mm-hmm. because it is, because he did create it. So if he could create something else, you know, sort of along those lines and take it to another company, hopefully a black-owned uh TV station, which I don't know if we have any of those. Now, I understand that uh, I heard, uh, well, I read where Diddy said to come over to Revolt. Now, I don't even know if Diddy owns Revolt, and I know Oprah doesn't own OWN. You know, I don't think that's her TV channel. I think that's someone else. And, of course, uh, Mm. I think Tyler Perry, well, I know Tyler Perry has half or part of the uh, BET Plus. I think he owns okay. part of that or half of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so maybe he can do something mm-hmm. with him to keep his intellectual property. And I hope that happens but for the young I, man. And I hope I he also, continues to learn. I also think that this is a learning lesson from him, for him because you know, as far as business is concerned, and so you don't, you know, you mm-hmm. don't give other people control of your creation. And so if, if anything out of this, this is something that he should really learn, and this is an opportunity. You know, you always can take a situation, uh, a negative, and turn it into an opportunity. And so th- he created that. I mean, you don't just create one thing and stop. You are a creator. So mm-hmm. he can constantly create, and this is a good opportunity for him to create his own. The man has a lot of money. So it's just a, you know he need this is like okay let 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 me look and see this that this didn't work this should have showed him that you don't give other people control this is just like a person that works for somebody versus you being your own boss it's a, you know you ain't got to worry about nobody you coming to work one day and they telling giving you the pink slip. So this is an opportunity for Nick to me if he is, is, you know, have the insight and the wisdom and the strength. It takes strength and courage to make changes. I think this is an opportunity for him to do his own. And and if he don't get it back, he can create another one. He created that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And and that leads me to say that a lot of – a lot of our people, well, that's just like Sophia Stewart, you know. She mm-hmm, lost her mm-hmm. intellectual property. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, she still had Matrix 4. Mm-hmm. And that's what I say about people. We are creators. So that's what we need to start doing now. We need to start creating our own thing, regardless of what it is. We should never have to follow in the boot step, boot steps or shoe steps or footsteps or whatever you want to call it from anybody else because think about it. Who followed in our footsteps? And then once they followed in our footsteps, they sort of they sort of claimed everything for their own and gave our people no credit for anything. 
when it was our people to show them even how to have a government, how to even make a government, how to run a government. You know, and if you want to even go further than back, all the information that is ours, and I'm not going to say was ours, is ours, and that they still have some hold on to, you know, we can go from there, scholars and our people that know, and create from there. We just don't have to stop. And 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 that also, see, that is the deal with the chemistry. Because I want it known up front that it was a sister that created the chemistry. You know, do not take my intellectual property and claim it as something that you created. Because the proverbial day have a tendency to do that. And actually, I've been kind of holding back until I am able to finance this on my own. Because when you go out there and you begin to say, just kind of, I'm not going to say, well, just ask, you know, just inquire about, you know, someone helping you do this, you know, present your material, you know, everybody doesn't have good in their heart. And I can see something just tells me if I do push this out there and someone picks it up, it's going to be a million strings attached. And I don't want to be attached to too many strings. And I think what happened to um, uh, Brother Cannon, he mm-hmm. apologized so quickly that it had to be something else behind making that apology. I just think it was sinister. I think he might have been given an ultimatum whether you apologize or not. That's, that's just my take on it. And I don't want to be in a situation like that. Because mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. speak my mind. I'm going to speak the truth. And it may not go over well with some as it would with others. And see, that's what the chemistry about. The chemistry tells too much truth. It tells way more truth than the Black Panther ever could. So, you know, that's that's where I am now. You know, and I don't, you know, don't want to be making sacrifices. Even with the apology, even with the apology, you know, okay, sometimes you might, somebody might have a gun to your head, for instance. I mean, you have to, and you apologize to to have another day to come back and strategize. So it's what he does after this apology. That's what you look at. Do we apologize and go sit down somewhere or take it as business as usual? Or do he do something, you know, like, okay, I can show you better than I can tell you. Or that motivate him to, yeah. like, real, that's like getting beat up one day and you lost the fight. But you just don't give up because you lost that one fight. So well, you know, yeah, like, that's true. But, you know, the second fight, yeah. what you going to take me with you this time, you know? So, well, that's how know. some of the young people they go <laughs> home and get their guns and come back and shoot up the place because yeah. they got beat yeah. up, you know. But back in the day, mm-hmm. you go and you take you so you take you learn how to fight. You have mm-hmm. somebody you go back and kick that person behind. Well, yeah, that's the way we did it. You know, they don't do it like that anymore. 
And if you coming up against these big conglomerates and, and uh, these big production companies and the sacrifices you have to make to even, you know, just uh, be in their presence, Mr. Bev, that's something that I don't want to do. I'd rather mm-hmm. be independent yeah, and doing everything, you know, myself. So right. It's uh yeah. It's it's uh that's it's just like what you're saying hard. is yeah. you'd rather be your own boss than go work a nine to five. And I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with a nine to five, but you saying you don't want nobody to tell you what to do and how to do it. You want to do your own thing, and that's that's good. And that's what Nick should be doing now. That's the way he should be thinking right, at this exactly. point. So, I mean, it's hard to even it's a wake up call. Hard to even work for our own brothers and sisters, you know. Let alone I Mr. Just, White Man, you know. That's even. I, rough, I think that. Rougher. I think. I think that what the time that we are in now, this is the time to. It's forcing us to really create. And I, I can't say that enough mm-hmm. that we are creators, and what it's doing is forcing us. Right. And and you have and you got to come up with a new way. You got to you know think outside of the box. And and like you say, we're excellent at that. But if you got fat, lazy, and you know as they say, then you're mm-hmm. not going to want to. You just want to be like, okay, I'm okay yeah, with the way it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. But then it's the ones that's like, no, nah, let me figure this out. Let me do something. Let me go another day. Let me create my own highway. Then And it'll happen. Can't nothing, nothing or no one stop you, basically, if you are determined and put the energy and the focus into it. And what you need to come well, to, yeah, if you, you won't even have to go look for it. Exactly, exactly. And you can manifest your own you well you manifest your own situation you manifest your own life and how you want to live it and what you make of it you know and and I, and that's I, and what I get time that. we're in and, that's what time we're in mm-hmm. it's about manifesting and well, we have I mean and we have choices yeah. <laughs> we got choices and it's it's not going to be easy I mean life is not it, I mean just think about the birthing process when we got here that was not an easy process. But we had to be strong because we made it through, you know, and we have to keep that strength all the way through. We we left one dimension and came to another dimension. We went through that, the the birthing canal. We went through the, the, the hole, the, the wormhole, the black hole, or however you want to call it, the portal. We and went it's through that portal. how many times we went through it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we can't just, you know, get relaxed. And, I mean, th- this is a journey. It's a journey. So, and, and one thing that your mama and your daddy gave you, they gave you the life. Your mama gave, she used herself as a vessel for you to come through to this dimension. Mm-hmm. But, and they made sure you was okay until you were able to take care of yourself. And so now one thing that we have is life, and it's up to us to do with it and take it where we want to take it. And if we want to say other people stopping us, be careful with this life. I mean, I'm not saying walk out in the street and don't look both ways. 
you look before you walk, but you got to you got to go across the street because you will never get there if you don't. Exactly. So we we That's got true. um we got a hand raised. So let's see who this is, and then we'll get into the number three one seven three one seven three one three one seven six seven nine. Did you mean to raise your hand? I don't think they meant to raise their hand. Okay. Yeah, they may not. They'll probably raise it mm-hmm. later on. That's good. They can raise mm-hmm. it again later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how was your up in your area? How y'all doing up there? I guess they're doing okay. I haven't really been paying too much attention because I've been uh, busy here, there, wearing too many hats here. But um, but so far, we are we surviving. <laughs> we dealing with the um, this this governor and all of that. We surviving. I think we're doing pretty good. I'm starting to notice that uh, there's starting to be more murders um, that's happening, and I think it's by design. I don't think that this is. You know, all of the, we in a war, so they're using different tactics. And I just think that just like Chicago, I don't believe that all of that is the people doing that. A lot of it could be because we also know part of the weapons that they're using are the frequency. You know, they're using the frequency to control mm-hmm. people. And it's easy to control people when they're at a low frequency and they're using these low frequencies. So a lot of that is you know, a lot of people are being manipulated to do what they do. Some of it is people in, from the outside coming in, infiltrated. So we are, you know, in war. We It's a battlefield going on out there. It truly we is. It has um, to be, yeah. I was just wondering if uh, any of the military had been deployed in your area. I know that they had in Portland and it was spoken upon that they were supposed to be coming to Chicago, and I'm not absolutely mm-hmm. sure how far Chicago is from Detroit. Is it uh, four hours? Four hours. No, it's not about four hours. So that's not mm-hmm. far at all. No, no. So yeah, I'm just hope they're doing okay they up there in Chicago. Yeah. Well, I mean that's been going on every you know since Obama decided to to land his ship there, you know, and it's got worse since then. And like I say, all of this is by design. So I don't know if they came here yet. We have a police chief that's awesome. So he has a very strong connection with the uh, with the activists uh, in the community. You know, Antifa and them came here. They didn't burn down. They couldn't burn down nothing because – the chief, he he handled them. He uh, his officers, he handled them, and he him and the activists, the people worked together. So you know, it's like, uh, and when they killed that guy, the last you heard about the the guy that the police killed a couple of weeks ago. Did you hear I about did. that? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And yes, that's I my did. old neighborhood. That's my old neighborhood. And so. Um, you know, oh my goodness. when and the people in the neighborhood, they looking and all you all you saw was white people out there, and these young white people, you know, and they and and they and some of the people in the hoods, like y'all not downtown, y'all in the hood, 
And so the white folks kept themselves in check. They wasn't, you know, getting trying to get the crowd right because you know you can feel the energy. But um, no, they can't. Antifa can't really get none going here. They've been trying, but well, they can't good. really I'm get so it cool. going. But see, the the, the mm-hmm. and I'm... and the 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 president want to come in because he want to deal with that governor. That's who he want to deal with. Mhm. And he needs to deal with the mayor too. And 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 if you think about it, and I wish our people who still claim themselves as Dems, if if they need to really think about what's happening, how can you distinguish someone who is trying to really do something good for you and make them out as evil when you're not trying to help your own people? who voted you in to help you do anything. It's as plain as day. I don't just, I don't see how in the, how they can't see this. But, you know, some people you just, you know, you just won't, you'll never reach, be able to reach. And it's a shame you can't, you not, It's a real shame. You're not going to never get everybody, you know, it's, it's whoever. Mm-mm. What did no, they say? Won't. Uh the, when the student is ready, the teacher appear or something like that, they say. So, you know, you mm-hmm. can't get everybody. It's not for everybody. And you, and just no, whoever here not. you get it, they get it. But trying to get right. everybody, that's and not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> and, yeah, that you, you're exactly right, see, and that brings me back to the chemistry. Everybody yeah. is not going to get it, even in the book, you know. The uh, Femi, the one that's gathering mm-hmm. up everybody, knows that everybody is not going to get this. Right. So she's not able right. to get everybody together. So, but what few went, you know, they managed to come out okay. Right. So yeah, I get it. Everybody's not going to get it. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's it's, uh, it's really sad. It's really sad. Well, but she kept I mean, moving on. Side is. And that's what you have to do. That's what it's about. Who yeah. who who get it, yeah. get it, and you keep it moving. That's what life is about. You keep it moving. Everybody's here for different mm-hmm. reasons, different purposes. So stand that. Okay. So did you want to well, get into the in, book? <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, another. Well, I wanted to also mention that uh, that down in my area. Okay. And right now we're having a thunderstorm, and actually I okay. was going to broadcast with you outdoors. Mm-hmm. But oh, okay. I didn't get a chance to. Thunder. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't get a chance to do that because of the bad weather, because I wanted to broadcast with you outdoors up under the comet Neowise. This is the night that everyone is able to see this comet with the naked eye. And it's not going to roll okay. back around here till about 6,883 6, years. And I, I really hate this because we have cloud cover and it's raining. Wow. And um, this was going to be special for me. And it didn't happen. But I just want everybody to check time? that out. It's, it's probably, you should be able to see it now if you have clear skies. Hmm. Uh, the comet Neowise. Uh, it's happening okay. as we speak. So really? Just wanted okay. to put that out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you want to do 
something special while this comet is active like it is, I'd say do mm-hmm. it. The twelve three six nine okay. would be great tonight at at uh, okay. at midnight because I think we'll probably be past nine o'clock. But uh, okay, yeah, we can get into it. It'll be fine. Okay, because I'm looking up okay. in the sky and it's just, it's just now getting dark here. Uh, I see the moon. Mm-hmm. We got the crushing moon here. So how does it look? Is something that just shoot across the sky? Well, yeah, it's like uh, well, if you see, you know how their rendition of a meteor is on some of these TV shows and movies. It's like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I missed, okay. Uh, missed. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it has that tail at the end. So you okay. should be able to see the okay. tail of it at the end. All right. Yeah, we have Okay, to. well, I'm going to stay here okay. uh, and look at the sky <laughs> while you read. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we stopped on part seven, I think it was, and um, uh, they had the um, androids and the humanoids, and they were after them. They were trying to outrun them because one of the um one of the survivors from um up in Canada you know had turned over the mattress and all the little android the mini android bots was under there so they uh notified the and the other androids the bigger androids that that were hidden in the abandoned store and they chased them out so that's where we left at okay that's where we left so so they finally made it to Alto to um, Fort Hollingsworth in Georgia, and they finally made it there because the monstrosities were gaining on them as they finally made it to town. So we're going to start at part six. Part six is called Alto. Part six, Alto. Incoming, shouted Jackson in desperation over the two-way radio. Open the gates now, screamed Diamond. The group arrived just after dusk. Underneath the starless sky, they were able to ascertain a level of security to secretly attack their enemy. But for how long, in defense of themselves, it wasn't known. They continued to fight hard, blasting and bombing the hordes of transhumans, of transhuman replicas, clawing at their gate. Up above their heads, once again, carry out its assignment to kill them all. And if you can recall, the last chapter, they had um, knocked this thing out of the sky. And they thought that they had, um, you know, well, I'm not going to say kill it, but they thought they had destroyed it. But apparently they didn't. So it came back again at them. And so um, it's trying to kill them all. But little did the Dracon inside know that Fort Hollingsworth had a big surprise for him. Out of the Arsenal storage unit came an old M1A3 Abrams tank, poised and ready to fire on the ship as soon as it made another go-around. The drag tar was attempting to shower the occupants in the fort with fire when Jackson blasted three cones encased with plutonium 
at the ship, bringing it down somewhere outside of Alto. From what they could see, the smoke billowed from as far as six miles away. Eerily, the sounds of the androids and the monstrous humanoids that were attacking the fort ceased. All was quiet except for the crying, the scared, and the frightened. Counting their losses after the battle and the smoke cleared, Bryce discovered that he had lost all his soldiers and 30 more Canadian citizens. He felt he shouldn't be alive. Jackson lost a few of the loyal souls who was determined to fight side by side with him. They gave their all so that the many could go free. They all said their sad goodbyes to Flame, Ivory, and Ringo as they gathered them up to be torched along with the others. It was building up to be a long and loathsome night. No one ever wanted to live or survive in a world like this. The killings took its toll on everyone. How, after all is done, would they get their rest before the next big engagement? No one had a clear mind on anything at the time. They just wanted to clock out. Feeling relieved that Braddock returned safe and sound, Diamond ran to her man and held him tight. He held her in desperation. Escorting him back to their small domicile, they went in and closed the door to the world, only for a little while. And while everyone was elated that many made it home, everyone also showed much sorrow in the loss of the ones that didn't. Standing in the middle of the street, a war-torn, burned-out-of-a-man stood. Jackson held his head down for not having the ability to protect them all. He shamelessly cried. Blaze calmly walked over to It's all right. We did the best we could, considering what we're up against. Our people are the genuine heroes. We are the ones his storybooks will never mention. Tomorrow, we will kill all those bitches. Just hang on, Jackson. He looked down at her, and in her eyes, he saw the fury deep inside her soul. He knew every word she said rang true, that he would rise to the occasion. Those people looked to him for their survival, and for each and every one of them, he would seek revenge. Rearranging his shirt, savagely torn and dirty, his boony hat soiled and sweaty, he managed to say to her, all of them, they will be eradicated off Gaia, whether they want to go or not. If not by us alone, then we will receive the help we need from our gods. In my soul, I know we're not alone. There is no way this could have happened all those years ago 
without a reason why. Throughout the millennia, there had to have been some sort of cleansing. And in my humblest opinion, it took this long to complete. Everything that is above is so below, had to happen. We all will be ready in the morning if they return. I know it's not over yet. I think we all understand that. And when you said we're not alone, you're absolutely right. The rest of us who survived couldn't have without the supernatural help we had inside of us. And that had to come from somewhere. We are getting, we're getting help. And hopefully in the new days, we will have strengthened even more. Do you need me to help you with anything? She asked. In his heart and mind, he wanted so much for her to come to his place and comfort his spirit. But now was not the time to take advantage of her generosity. Exhausted, he declined and slowly walked home. The new occupants were early risers, but not as early as Jackson. He, Braddock, Bull, and Carlos, gone beyond the gate to access the exterior of the fort. What was left on the grounds of their fight last evening were piles of android parts that were blown up. They began salvaging the parts to devise a weapon they could use against them. Why not kill a monster with a monster? After seeing this, everyone pitched in hauling scraps on carts, and any way they could get it back into the fort. The drag tar that was blown away was too far to reach. No one needed to take a chance on being killed today. It was left in the pasture. Once the work was done, the quote-unquote scientists began to devise a smart bomb with the remains of several droid parts. Bryce knew of a profane amount of information on how to do this, and so did Jackson. Both men assembled six very sensitive tetrahedrons and stored them privately in a straw-contained crate. One of the weapons that was found near humanoid remains was reworked and, recalib and recalibrated to have the ability to fire the tetrahedron. The men stood back admiring their work they had done, admiring the work they had done, and hoping this would send a message to their enemy that whatever they tried to do, they would push them back even further. Saul had set four hours before the men before the two men joined the other adults for supper. There was not much room at the fort for the new occupants. Some had to share as conditions were similar to a sardine can. The children had long past bedded down and the elders were on their way to do the same. This left the conversation in the hands of the fighting soldiers. They devised a superb plan for the crown on his next visit as they were sure he knew their location by now. After laying out a large piece of paper on the dinner table they all shared, 
Jackson began to speak on how the fort would be set up with traps and arsenals to make a grown monster cry. All of them agreed this would be a great way to take most of them down. After that, who knows? The room went silent when this was recognized. One by one, they either left with a reason to hold on to enthusiasm or a dance with death. Watching Jackson, his eyes was fear. Watching Jackson, his eyes fraught with fear, not for himself, but for the people he protected. She said, Jackson, come with me. She gathered him in her arms, and together they walked to her abode. In the firelight, she ran a tub of hot water. She undressed him and guided him calmly to it. He stepped in and laid his head back, eyes closed. Moments later, she, she, she stroked his temple, assuring him that they will win it all, assuring him that they will win it all. They will put an end to the crown and his crony. Along with the relaxation came the release of pleasure. And without words of engagement, they both fell into a stupor. It wasn't long until he awoke drenching. It wasn't long to he, until he awoke in drenching sweat. Okay, Sister Beth, that's the end of part six. And what is, who is they crown? The enemy? Yes, the crown, you know, the crown and uh, the uh, Drake, the Dracons and the crown, you know, mm-hmm. he was the one that was setting up everything in the war and in 9X, you know, because he was meeting, the crown's name is Rylar. And he was meeting with this entity from another world named Barotha. And they were in 9X. And see, they're still at it. They're not, they're not, de- they're not defeated yet. They're still fighting them. But this, is, this has been like, I say, years and years and years since uh, Femi was fighting them in the war. Because everything calmed down after that. He kind of went back underground in 9X, because you know he met this thing underground. Mm -hmm. If you go back to 9X, you know, you can recall some of this. No, these evil folks are still active. They're still trying to get the the last of humanity off the planet. And this is what's going on in this, in in the realm of the gods. And, you know, again, this is a correlation. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this is the correlation that's going when when your book, your novel, and what's going on in real life, because we're dealing with covert, covert, and and isn't that uh, translated to crown? And didn't they didn't they say that's the coronavirus? Don't they call it? And that's that's talking about the crown. That's our enemy that we're fighting here, and he found uh, them underground. Um, the president mm-hmm. and them, what they're fighting is 
the deep state is under, you know. So it's, I'm looking at the correlations that's going on there. Exactly. You know, I talked about I, when I first mentioned the crown, it was in the second book, Gathering of the Vanguard. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's when I first mentioned it. And, and when, mm-hmm. whenever we did that book, that's been months ago. Right. So, yeah, that's when he first came on the scene. So, mm-hmm. you know, here, you know, he's trying one last desperate move to kill everybody on the planet. I mean, it, it, he just won't give up until they think that everybody's, you know, out of here and that they will reign and own everything and have their own disciples and, you know, everything, you know, their monsters and androids and the people that they can are the things. I wouldn't say people because they're not people anymore. Right, you know, right. the entities that they can control. So this is and the last of humanity that they're fighting. And that's what's mm-hmm. going on now. I mean, these, whatever this entity that we're dealing with, you know, it, it won't give. We've been dealing with this for months. And it's just like, it's just, just like you're saying, what's going on there. That's what's going on here. And their whole mm-hmm. thing is to, you know, it's against humans. People want to the race thing. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, and I keep saying it's beyond race. they trying to get rid of the it's human the, race. Yeah. It ain't no the black human and white itself, thing. Whether, <laughs> yes. Right. Color color is uh, obsolete right now in the days and times right that we now, live in. Yes. But you just yes. can't convince, you know, you just can't convince some of the so-called white folks that that's not true, that they're thinking that it's a race is, is, you know, it's about race. It's not about race because they just as apt to get rid of them as us. And yeah, and know, that's on both sides. Uh, and it's white and black. Mm-hmm. If you tell black folks yes. the same thing, they say they don't believe. They like what? What is you talking about? You talking about some sci-fi movie? Well, no, but that's what we in. Your what you're reading in your novel is exactly what's going on right now. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> We're in it. We're in yes. it. So, and, and we, we always thought that, you know, uh, you can't really tell fiction from nonfiction nowadays. Mm-hmm. We don't know mm-hmm. what we're living in. Yes. You know, they, they have it just that messed up. And I also wanted to mention that it'd be great for if uh, everyone want to get in the realm of the gods. Uh, there are some in the novel that I actually purposely left out because it is for adults only so if you want okay. to read that whole chapter on your own or whatever you just have to get the book because i'm respectfully oh. respecting my people on this airways and then they can uh, okay get the book for themselves and go through it so you're talking about okay. when they went in the, and closed the door yeah she was in other words he was just he was just feeling so bad and, you know, because, you know, some of his people died and a lot of the yeah. people in Canada died. And he felt like he um, wasn't uh, the leader, you know, of the group that he should mm-hmm. be. That, you know, like mm-hmm. the captain should go down with, with the ship, but the right. ship ain't ready to go yet because he's got, <laughs> there are several other hundreds for it now that he's going to have to take care of. To make sure that you know they make it through, so he's not he's not ready to give up yet. But you know sometimes how you have that feeling where you feel defeated, 
or you right. know, you right. was yeah, you know, you was down on yourself. But um she's kind of just letting him know that no, you know, you're not we don't feel like you um you know, you were defeated or we don't feel we mm-hmm. don't feel like you um was um that you didn't, you know, carry on or carry out what you were supposed to do, Jackson. You did well. You know. Mm-hmm. You 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 survived off the skin of your teeth too. So don't right. feel bad that you were defeated. You know. And she was just comforting him. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. we should do with each other. And you exactly. know, be strong for each other. This is what this is all about. We need to uplift each other. Help That's each true. other. You know, we know we ha- you know, we can we can do that. And we don't have to necessarily say, Well, you know, I'm gonna forever carry you on my back. Just give each other some 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 you know, a word of strength, you know, a word of um you know, positive, positiveness, that you can do this, that you're not alone. So this is what she was telling him. That's what mm-hmm. that was all about. Okay. Okay, what's the next um the next part? Okay. Uh part five. He now in part six he woke up and he was sweating. He was drenching, he was sweating, he just come out of a nightmare. So now we're on part five. Go He really yes. did come out of a part nightmare. Five. That attack. <laughs> he did. <too. laughs> that was a nightmare, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, part five, go west. I saw her. I saw her, he cried out. With a look of worry on her face, Blaze asked, you saw who? The woman I've been telling everyone about. The one who I have faith in. The one who's going to help us survive beyond this realm. You're burning up, Jackson. You have a fever. Let me get you some aspirin out of the cabinet. It'll make you feel much better. I'm telling you, I saw her. What do I have to say to the woman I've always loved to believe me, he asked. Blaze sat down on the bed next to him, clean white cloth. She soothingly wiped the perspiration away. She managed to get him to calm down enough to talk to her in depth about his dream. She came to me and told me I needed to do something. You needed to do something. Should I be jealous? No. After all, this was a dream, and I don't even know if she was real. Well, can you tell me about it? He took a deep breath, and in his explanation, he'd hoped she would find a reason to believe in him. Trying to remember every little detail about it was hard, but he did his best. The day was gloomy, filled with the green mist that formed around my feet as I was perched on a hill. No! a rocky mountain high above the clouds. While up there, I had the ability to look down and I saw death everywhere. 
It hurt my heart to see all those innocent souls being slaughtered. I know that this happened already in our past, but to see the past was so shocking. After a while, I saw thousands, and they were all fashioned different. On the side of the ones who had more than the rest bore an emblem of an ox with wings. Two larger crafts were leading all the smaller ones. Then out of the clouds came three ships. I would say they were the mothership of the smaller ones. They were huge, big and cerulean blue was the color of each one, glistening in the sky. It was magnificent. The thing was, I wasn't afraid. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these ships, banana yellow, army green, and solid red, began to fire at at the other one. I lay low to the ground and watched the fight. It wasn't long until one of the largest ships I saw at first landed close where I was. The hatch on the portal of the ship opened up. A woman, very tall in stature, in a black and gold protective type of suit, as if it was part of her skin, stepped out of it. When she approached me, I felt I was in a slow-motion trance. She said, go west. Then she got back in her ship and maneuvered it into space. And that's when I woke up, scared and afraid that I would be part of a huge war to come. But west, what did she mean by go west? Should we leave here? Does this mean anything to you, Blaze? Help me out. What do you think? Blaze removed herself from the side of the bed. She walked over and parted the blinds. It was nowhere close to sunrise. It was pitch black and no signs of lighted candles or lanterns burning in the night. No motions anywhere in the otherwise bustling port. If anyone was found moving around, it would have been Roscoe who patrolled the area, but even he was not seen. In her mind, he was going too far right with the speculation of grandeur that surpassed anything she's ever heard. And even the description of the dream, any science fictional story she has seen on a motion screen. But this was Jackson Rooker. He's always had that first, second, and third eye open to the point of seeing the calm way before the storm. He was somewhat of a seer. He could see what would come before it came. Bull was a close second. His skill was he could tell a person's character. Jackson was a different breed. Laying on his back on her views, her opinion, her decipher of his dream and what it meant to her. He wanted to know her thoughts on how the others would feel when he tells them about it. It's wild, Jackson. I never heard anything like it. 
and I've heard some far out things you've said. But this takes the award for the most inventive imagination a man could ever have with the exception of a beautiful woman. You're beautiful yourself, Blaze, and you can kick ass as good as any man. I never told you this, but the first time I met you, I had dreams about us together, fighting for our lives and loving each other faithfully. Then maybe it was me you dreamed of. No, it wasn't you this time. She was different. How was she any different? Supernatural, metaphoric, real but unreal, esoteric. No, that's not me, but I'm real and right here with you. If you think and you know in your soul that this message means what it says, then tell them and act upon it. And whatever you decide, I'm standing here with you. If we have to pick up and go, then let's go. Let me draw the emblem up. After he gave it to her, she looked at him and was secure in every word he said. Jackson pulled her toward him and folded her in his arms. She had fulfilled his skepticism about the dream. Now that she gave him solace, his invigoration for informing the group was returned as a job he must do. Maintaining safety through a message like that one that was given to him in a dream likely have numerous questions about the massive undertaking of relocation. But with the strength of his woman beside him, he will be elated to answer them. All right, Sister Bev, that was part five. Any questions? When I told my dream, I didn't know if my group would believe me. They did. So we packed up all our gear and traveled to the Grand Canyon. When we arrived, we encountered the Crown Cross, the Wallerstein of Mesopia, and Kishore. Boy, were we glad to see her. Chemistry, it will show you the way. When my friends were killed by the Crown Cross, I was devastated. They didn't deserve that. With all my heart, I tried to justify in my mind that there was a reason for it. It wasn't. So I set out to make a big speech for my close friend and his wife. I started by saying, my fellow Americans, the times in which we live, nah, everyone knows the times we are living in, can't fool anyone anymore. I have to make it appear that the government is not the blame. But how can I? I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Chemistry will bring the truth out of anyone. My name is Coyote Smith, and I am the only one who is not part of the system. I can do everything a human does, except I am an android, and I was made to be a loyal servant to President Nigel Foster. He entrusts me 
with his secrets, knowing that I would never hand them over to his enemies. And yes, he had powerful enemies, enough to take down the whole world before the untimely demise of my owner. I am very happy that Finley Knight and her group came along to get the secrets from me. This world that everyone loves so much would be in terrible peril if they had not. The majority of mankind will not survive what they are planning for them. I know all about the chemistry. Thank the science for it. Okay, Sister Sada. Okay, uh, were there any questions on part five? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, 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 yes, yeah. But, I mean, imagine this look what he just went through, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah, saying um, all them people. I don't think he's a... Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. he's hallucinating. Hallucinating. I no. think there is something there. Yeah, um, when he saw, you know, all of those ships flying and they were, you know, it, it's just like what we see now, you know, and in the yeah. past how people have been slaughtered, you know, and you know, I think what he, to me, I think what he saw was the past and that the past was catching up with them. And so, you know, I guess he's feeling like there's going to be a a repeat of the past. But he needs to get away from where he is because if he doesn't, then it's them at that fort that he saw being slaughtered when he stood on that hill. Yeah, they got to keep it moving. Yeah, to get away Mm -hmm. from this, go. Yeah. But um, his lady, she, she said, well, is, that must be me you've been dreaming about. He told her, no, not this time. You know, I have before, but not this time. This was somebody else. You know, and he didn't right. know what she was, you know, because she got out of that ship. And, of course, you and I know who it was, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so she, I think she's coming, she, it's, it's coming back to finally show itself and I and and hopefully they'll be able to get out of it. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the end is gonna be, but hopefully they'll be able to get out of it. Okay. okay. So, uh uh anybody have any questions or comments, you can call in three two three six four two one five eight six. Uh if you have any questions or comments. But uh, I, you know, everything is not a dream. You know, I think that was a vision. Yeah, you know, that's the best felt like. Yeah, that was a vision, and it was a message. And you know, if you listen to the message, you'll be okay. You know, but if you don't, then you already know what's going to happen. She told him to go west. Now, they're yeah. going to give you message, yeah. but they ain't going to spell it all out to you. You got to figure out how, when he got to go, do you need to go right away, you know. But they, they just told, she just told him which way to go. Right, 
Right. And so uh, his partner, you know, she said, well, you know, he stuck with her guy. You know, if that's where we mm-hmm. got to go with, then we'll, we'll pack up and leave, you know. Right, so she, right. You know, and she believed that much in him. So, you know, they were like, you know, two people coming together as one. You know, they stuck up for each other and they rolled with each other. They didn't, you know, mm-hmm. unlike, you know, like today, we need to, you know, stick with our partner. You know, we might be going through some stuff, yeah, but like I we said earlier, we need to just separation and being apart from each other. That is what our enemies want us to do. Because they know when we're yeah. together, we're stronger together. Yeah. And 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 we and this happening. Okay. It's happening. It's 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 happening. Because yeah. if it was left up to the to whatever the negative energy is, we wouldn't even be here if it was left up to them to it or whatever. So we here, we stronger. Right. So I, I see it happening. Okay, so we got time here to do go. one more. Okay, so we're going to do one more, and it's going to be the last. Okay. Uh, one more, the last. Okay. Part four, Tetrahedron. Part four, Tetrahedron. She softly kissed the cheek of the man who lay beside her and informed him that it was time to rise. Jackson rolled over and directed his lips, her lips to his. Blaze wanted, I'm not going to go there right now, okay. But anyway, just get the book, you can read that part, and I'm going to skip that little paragraph right now. But anyway, after the verbalized goodbye, he told her to inform everyone to bring them to the breakfast, to bring their breakfast and meet him in the bunker. In his heart, he felt there was no time to lose. Time was a precious commodity, for at any moment, hell would be, and the last of mankind would be lost forever. No, the crown can't be the victors in this. We will live. In the bathroom, Jackson washed his strong and muscular physique. He dressed himself in a new black t-shirt and quickly grabbed a cup of coffee that Blaze prepared before she left by Carlos Enrique, who repeatedly asked what the hell was going on, and he repeatedly told them that they would know as soon as the rest of the group knows. Coming down the street were the Canadians, all 41 of them, carrying pots, plates, and utensils. They were instructed to go down into the bunker and set up there. Meanwhile, Bryce caught up with Braddock and Diamond, who asked what all the hoopla was so early in the morning. When we get there, Jackson will tell us all at one time. He doesn't like it when we get messages in bits and pieces. With that said, Bryce was as anxious as a child in a toy store. He was hell-set on revenge for his soldiers and all of the people he lost and all set in anticipation of what this man had persuaded them. Not quite sure how they would take his drink, but he knew that four in the room would definitely overstand his without question. 
All right, it goes like this. I'm standing on some very tall mountains. I see all the killing going on down below. After watching for a while, I lay low so that I would not be hit by them. As they fly past me, they begin to fire down on the ones who are murdering the people. By this time, I have the ability to stand again on my feet. Next, I see in the distance two more larger ships coming toward me. They hovered near me, close, but not by much. I could see on the side of the craft, and a woman slowly got out and moved really slow toward me. She said, go west. Then she got back in, and the craft began fighting with the rest of them. As I looked at this, here comes a fleet of really large ships approaching the site, loud and unnerving, unforgiving, and totally uncharged. It was so real. I knew I was dreaming, but feeling your heart that this is telling us all to depart from here, then by all means, stay. You are welcome to call this your home. If not, then Blaze and I are leaving at once. We are heading west, and where we stop, I haven't a clue. I have to find where I was on that mountain and get there immediately. Some were looking toward the wind. Some were staring straight at him. Some were eating and paid in no mind. And some were contemplating what to do. In his mind, he thought he was a fool for telling this dream. But then again, if this is true, he'd hate that they just quit listening and unnecessarily. I don't know about the rest of this, but I believe Jackson. He just never steered us wrong yet. And my judge of character has never failed me, said Bull. Jackson was relieved that Bull stood up. I'm with you, brother, said Father. The sooner Diamond and I are out of here, the better. Wait, how do you know the difference between God or the devil? We could leave here and run right into our children. They're both the same, replied Christ. Jackson spoke up and said, No, they're not. One tests you, and one carries out that test. And based on whether it's good or bad, you have to decide which test the bitter should choose the greater. One he stored in his brain ever since the departure from Genesis. I'm in. What more can happen to us than it already has? We are the last of the survivors on this planet. We may as well take a chance like so many others do. What's the difference in going those extra few miles? Either we get there or we don't, Farley said. Everybody's leaving, right? Asked Jackson as he scanned the bunker. No, everybody's not leaving. The heads in the room turned toward Christ. All the while feeling down and discouraged about losing so many comrades and damn near all his people, Christ had an incorrigible contempt for those. The only request I ask of you is to leave me the radio, and the Tetrahedron. 
I'm going to take out as many of those congregations as I can. His Canadian brethren begin to cry. Rice told them all, go. Stay and fight with Jackson, for he will find a way to keep you safe, safer than he could. He didn't want to lose another child or any more. He knew that in the hands of Jackson Lumpkin, they would save him. While they filed out of the bunker, Jackson patted Rice on his shoulder and said, on his shoulder, and said, do whatever you have to do. It's all yours. I will get you. All right, Michelle, that's part four. So Rice is going to stay and fight him off where he's at. Yeah, he's going to fight them huh? off as much as he can to give them time. You, to kind, you kind of sound far away, Sister Setter. Did you move? No, I'm still in the same place. Okay. Am I still far away? It, you was a little louder earlier. Go ahead. Okay. Is, uh, is it better now? A little better. Sound like you got your speaker on. Did you have it on all the time? Actually, I'm testing out a new thing here, so that might be just Uh, I'm testing out a new headset, so maybe I just need to take it off. So you are you are coming in real loud and clear. Just when you just start reading the last that last uh, part, you kind of faded a little. Sounded more at a distance. Okay. Okay. Am I still at a distance now? Uh, I can hear. I can still hear you. I can hear you. So, uh, Rice decided to. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Say that again. No, I was just saying Rice uh, decided to stay and fight him off. Yeah. Mhm. He stand by himself. Yeah. Um. Now, okay. now you all right. Back. Now you can back. you hear me now, Sister Beth? Very good, very good. Hold on. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, that's, that's good. Okay, great, 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 great. Uh, yeah, he decided to stay behind because he felt that he was responsible for all the problems that happened uh, for his people when they left Canada. So, you know, he's got that revenge in his heart that he, you know, he wants to take out a lot of them before, you know, and give them time to get away from there. So, you know, when the crown and his folks show up again, you know, he'll be ready for them mm-hmm. with the tetrahedron. Yeah. Okay. He can slow them down. This particular weapon. Yeah, this particular weapon. Now, what is the tech- weapon that- mm-hmm. Go ahead. That's what I was asking you about, the tetrahedron. It's a weapon that they devised from uh, different parts of an- the androids that they killed on their way there to the fort mm-hmm. when they were attacked. Mm-hmm. And also this uh, this spaceship or this ship that the Dracons had when they were attacking them, you know, they mm-hmm. took that, they blew the ship up with, uh, with a, a tank that they had at the fort. And so they blew it out of the air and, and you know, and... Um, you know, downed it to the ground, you know, they blasted it. So some of the parts from that ship 
plus the parts of the humanoids and the androids, they made uh, this particular weapon that's supposed to be really deadly to the android. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they uh, he's going to leave him with that weapon, you know, to give okay. him some time to get away. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And, and, and from my understanding, our body is the tetrahedron. And it's like a mm-hmm. spaceship, and it's like, you know, once you know how to activate it, it, it gets going there, too. So uh, that's good that you called it that. <laughs> that is powerful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and those androids and humanoids, they were once upon a time human beings until they were yeah. turned into something that wasn't human anymore. So, you know, they still yeah. had those parts intact, you know. yeah. With the rest of the, if you're the with the rest, mm-hmm. go ahead, Savannah. Mm-hmm. No, and I was just getting ready to say what you're saying is is really people think it's far fetched. Fact, uh, it's not you know there's something in the far distance. But if you listen to Dr. Robert X's research that he did too, see this is exactly where these this what we're going through this war is about. To you know, turn us into those what they what you have in your novel. Oh, okay, I'm gonna have to start listening to Robert X. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Tuesday, he get, he did the research and he wrote because it's called Looking Behind the Mask, and so he's looking mm-hmm. at what this is all about, what this is going on, and that's what it is. Their whole thing is that they're trying to do exactly what you're saying in your book. Wow, and they and they're doing uh, a lot of it through the cell phones and and different things mm-hmm. like that, right? So they kind right. of get rid to... of, yeah, they're trying to get rid of us, and and they want it to be just the uh, like you say the road, like you and Sister Sofa Sophia. I mean, y'all is on it, y'all. You know, they want it to be about the robots and not the humans. Exactly, and and um, I, there was a uh, a story that I read today. Now I don't know how true this is. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, like I said, I don't want to take credit for saying something crazy or whatever, and I don't know right. how true it is. But I am hearing that they're putting chips now in our food, in our especially our meat. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, that, the nanos in the air. You can breathe that yeah, in. Yeah. Right, so you know it's not. I guess it's not too far fetched, but mm-hmm. wow, <laughs> it's just getting it's getting kind of hectic out there. We're yes, it. it is. We're in it. We stand. You know, your book is really is really what's going on now. We thinking in it's sci fi, but it's we living in the sci fi. And so, uh, yeah, if you haven't heard the research that Doctor X did, too, listen to the research. Well, Sister Sandra, we have uh, we have uh, three minutes here, and um, kind of uh, oh, you know what? I see Mama AC. Okay, y'all, if if we go off, you can listen to us on the phone. If we go over, let's see what Mama AC and I forgot about Mama Mama AC. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Uh, greetings, family. Uh, I called you because Brother Robert X triggered a dream. And then my granddaughter uh, came in on her Facebook page 
and my phone was off. Something told me to cut it on, and there she was. Um, they don't communicate with me when I say they. I mean my mm-hmm. granddaughter and my daughter here that's in Arizona, in Phoenix. But anyway, it's all good because she triggers something right behind Brother Robert X, and you should listen to uh, what he has to say. And that's why I called you, I think it was today or yesterday. I'm really not sure. You can check your messages. But uh, Mm -hmm. Reverend Allen, uh, some of the downloads that I've been getting, just what you were reading in your book, just what uh, uh, Brother Robert X and even uh, 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 Blue Pill uh, was on mm-hmm. today uh, with uh, with the little brother, uh, 363 or 365 or something. I can't remember the little brother's name. Mm-hmm. He popped mm-hmm. in, and then I said, I got to call Sister Seta. You must listen to that information because what uh, brought in June June first, Reverend Allen came to me in a vision, and he was telling me about this uh, golf course. It's called the uh, 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 Turquoise Valley Golf. It's all connected to Miracle Valley. It's connected to that mm-hmm. big giant cross that's on Highway 92, which is an 11, mm-hmm. and it's a whole bunch of uh, things that all of you uh, have been triggering my granddaughter Tessa, you, uh, brother Robert X, and even brother Kwame. It was something that he says, uh, "Az, don't be tripping because you don't feel like communicating." He said, "You were right in the middle of a major, major download. That's why you have to yeah. be quiet and, and yeah. come back to you." So, uh, Sister Seta, you listen to the the Blue Pill Man uh, and that little brother. I know you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, and I know. What was uh-huh. so, okay, what was so amazing mm-hmm. is on, on the show today, and I posted it to your page, uh, Sister Bev. Okay. He kept reiterating about Bobby Hemmett. Now, mm-hmm. I was a student. When, when Bobby Hemmett would come to North Carolina, of Bobby Hemmett, and, and my brother who's on the other side, Brother Psyche, him and his wife who is still on the planet, they were responsible for introducing me, taking me to Charlotte, introducing me to Bobby Hemmett. Bobby Hemmett is no joke, and I have some yeah. films that I recorded of him. But what I'm saying, um, uh, Billy Carson... Billy mm-hmm. Carson, Bobby Hemmett, uh, uh, Dr. Phil Valentine, and 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 uh, uh, some others, including Miss Sophia, uh, the Matrix mom. They they were all in a vision, coming through a portal in that temple that's that that's in Miracle Valley that Reverend Allen mm. created, and this is where. Mm. I've been downloading this. The, the, anyway, uh, you call me when you can, and and you too, uh, Sister Bev, because 
maybe you can help me to connect all of this that has mm. been coming to me because uh, it also has to do with the stronghold, Cochise's stronghold, which is in the, in the Dragon mm. or Dragoon Mountains. Today, listening to uh, the red pill, no, the blue pill man and, and the other brother, what was shared triggered why I had this vision of my mother at 64 giving birth to Cochise's child in the stronghold. And this is what I want to recreate in September because my daughter came through my gate September the 23rd at 4.49, September 23rd, and I was a virgin, and it took three times for her to be planted in my gate, and where she was received is now a medical uh, uh, part of ASU University on the 33rd parallel, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, so, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I'm on yeah. 33 yeah. degree parallel as we speak. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, see, the, and, and they told me about you, uh, too, Sister Seta, and, and, and what you are approaching. And I'm putting out there into the universe that you don't have to kiss anybody's ass that you will personally develop the monies that you need so you will not have to rely on appendages. And exactly. if I don't want to do that, but I want to get this out. I want to get this out so everybody, all my people can yes. see what we're talking about right now. Because yes. it's happening it's, and it's coming. I just, I just yes. feel it in my heart. I, uh, yes, a uh, mama AZ. I might have to go west myself. I just, <laughs> well, but, uh, you know, uh, they, they asked me, Reverend Allen and others, including my mom, is asking me to put to place that in your peace pipe. And then when you said go west, to me that was like a confirmation to to move forward with asking you. I'm only a messenger family and and I I don't know anything else but to just to listen and you open up that gate by saying what you said sister so you you put that in your peace pipe and drum smoke on it for a minute or two that's it I I have a lot more but it is not time to share this over the airwaves thank us okay Thank us. Thank us. Thank you. Mama Z, thank you. Well, Sister Sada, uh, oh, let me see. Hold on. Wait. Okay. All right. Tell the people where they can uh, get your novels. Okay. They can go to my website. It's uh, chemistryfiles.com. K-E-M-E-T-S-T-R-Y-Files.com. 
And um, everything is on that website uh, where they can purchase the novels. They can also get them through me, and I can uh, personally autograph them. I just need to know your information and where to send them. You can also contact me at chemistryfiles at gmail.com. Spelled the same way. Just uh, drop me a line. Drop me a note. um, Let me know what's going on, what's happening. And and we can chit-chat that way. And you can also go to Gumroad, another website called Gumroad, where you can get the chemistry script, which I'm hoping to get out there. I only printed five of them. So if you want one of those, just go there, and um, the information is there. And you can order one from there, and I'll personally autograph that as well. Okay. Well, thank you. And I also want to mention... Okay, I also wanted to mention that I may be doing a YouTube Live. I'm kind of tinkering around with it, and I'm kind of contemplating about doing it so uh, so that I can, you know, talk to the people live and, you know, we mm-hmm. can talk back and see what's going on with that. So I'm thinking about it. Just wanted to kind of put the word out there for that coming upcoming. And that's, I guess in a and that's good. Yeah, and that's good to help get your um, novel out there, too, so people become more aware of it. Yes, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Sister Seta, and uh, we will talk again next week. I'm looking for you. Oh, oh okay. yeah, well, I appreciate you having me. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Thank okay. You on your platform. And you keep up keep up your good creation. Keep it up. You're on target. Uh, yeah, I think we all need to keep up our creations. We all need to start doing that. All our people need to start. Look at all the things that we've created in the past. So we can start yeah. creating again in the Yeah. It's still there. It hasn't went nowhere. Right. We need to get on. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. I look forward to talking to you again. Better love, as uh, Dr. Robert X say. Peace and love. Thank you. Better love. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.